Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You are appreciated. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program, providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit online. It's a great website. It has tons of information, including all the podcasts. You can find that at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. Without any further delay, I'll tell you what, we have a really, really good program for you here today. My special guest in studio, Dr. Barbara Pahud and Hope Crable. And Dr. Pahud is the Director of Infectious Diseases Research at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Ms. Crable is the Executive Director of the Masonic Cancer Alliance, which is the outreach network of the University of Kansas Cancer Center. She's also the past chair of the Immunize Kansas Coalition. So in recognition of Cervical Cancer Awareness Month, we're going to talk today about the human papilloma virus. Hopefully I said that right. Human papilloma virus. It's hard to say. <laughs> and uh, it's also known as HPV. I like that. <laughs> I like that uh, uh, shortened version a lot better. Uh, and the work being done to help prevent HPV. So, Dr. Pahud, uh, thank you uh, for being here today, and and you had to carve out space out of your day to be here. Really, really appreciate that. Let's go ahead and start with you. Can you start by telling us what HPV is and how people become infected with HPV? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, by the way. And anytime I have an opportunity to talk about HPV to help prevent cancer, I will always cover it. Thank you. And my schedule. Thank you. So HPV is a very common virus. More than 90% of the world population will be infected by this virus at some point in their lives. 90 
More than percent. 90%. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So pretty much everybody listening to us right now probably has had this infection. Listen, my, my stomach just rolled over twice and my heart's beating fast now. You just kind of mm-hmm. freaked me out. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I wanted to catch your attention. Well, you got my attention fully. So <laughs> Good. So it is a very common virus, and it's a virus that we should not discriminate thinking, oh, my God, only certain type of people get it. This is a stigma. I have HPV. Nope. HPV is as common as a common cold. You all probably wow. have had it. You just didn't know that you had it. Okay. And so most of us get it, but some of us end up having cancer from it. Mm. The way that I, that I like to explain this in a simple way is most of us drive cars. Some of us get into really fatal car crashes. Mm-hmm. HPV is sort of like that. Having HPV is like owning a car. And some people will end up having a horrible car crash. Some people just have a light car crash. Mm -hmm. So you can have cancer or you can have some sort of disease attributable to HPV that is not as bad as cancer. You might just have some symptoms. And then, uh, and then I don't know if it, well, well, we'll, we'll get into this. I have so many questions now. Again, you just literally caught my full attention. So how does HPV relate to cancer? It sounds like it doesn't always end up in cancer, but it could. So, I mean, h- how does all of that work? So it's just like with a car analogy, I'm going to keep using it throughout. Some people's immune system are able to deal with the HPV virus better than others. The truth is we still don't know, scientifically speaking, what it is about you that may let you handle HPV and not get cancer and why I may not be able to handle it and end up with cancer. And that's based on your immune system, I guess. Immune system, genetics, the type of HPV virus that you get infected with. And so with a car analogy, it might be like, well, maybe you just got into a car crash because somebody hit you and it had nothing to do with you. But maybe if you were driving drunk and you were texting and it was raining, all those things lead you to have an accident. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is there are things you can do to prevent car accidents. There are things you can do to prevent cancer. You can get your HPV vaccine, and that will significantly reduce your chances of having cancer due to HPV if you get it at the right time. So it doesn't guarantee that you won't get it, but it it lowers the the percentage, I I guess, by a significant amount? Significantly. So the reason why I can't tell you right now that it absolutely prevents it is because we don't have enough data yet to show that. that. But more importantly... If you get the vaccine early enough, and what I mean by that is if you get the vaccine before you've ever been exposed to HPV, your chances of having cancer are minimal. The reason why we can't say that for a fact with everybody is when we did these studies, some of the women and men that got the vaccine already had HPV Ah. and went on to develop cancer. So when you do the analysis, people would be like, well, some people had cancer. Yeah, but most of those people might have already had HPV. If we, we're starting to look at data that's coming in now that's showing that the more that we're immunizing the world with HPV, mm-hmm. the more we're decreasing HPV-associated cancer, so we know it works. And so uh, I, we have four kids, and they were all in in their you know, early teenage uh, years, and they had the HPV uh, vaccination. And then uh, just shortly thereafter, there was another round uh, of, of vaccination. And so I, I guess... At that point, you probably don't have HPV, and so that's going to lead to some of these uh, uh, much better test results. Absolutely. So my daughter got her HPV vaccine at age nine. It's currently recommended that you receive it between the ages of 11 and 13, but you are allowed to get it as early as age nine, and that's why I gave it to her early. She's had both the doses that she needs, and I am certain she is not going to have an HPV-associated infection because she had this vaccine early on. 
Yep, and our kids did too. I think they're maybe eleven or twelve or something like that. Now, Pretty I early. had the HPV vaccine as well when I was forty-two. Mm-hmm. If I have an HPV-associated cancer, it's not that the vaccine failed. It's likely that I had HPV before. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, so does HPV always lead to cancer? It sounds like it's just a certain percentage. Uh, is, do you have a, a number on that? Yeah. So there's over a hundred different serotypes of HPV. Not all of them lead to cancer, but the vaccine targets the most common ones. And so the va- the vaccine has nine serotypes of HPV that cause cancer. Mm. But even if you have that serotype, not all those infections will result in cancer. The problem is, like I said, since so many people in the world get HPV, even if it's only a 1% of people that get cancer, it ends up being a very large number of people with cancer due to HPV. Sure, because you know, 90% plus. I mean, oof, man, okay. <laughs> that, that is, that's frightening. So I understand that there's an HPV vaccine that reduces the risk of infection. So Dr. Pahud, uh, is the, this is a huge question, especially in this day and age. Is the vaccine safe? It is my favorite vaccine. It's as safe as they come. To make the long story short, the way that I describe it is imagine you get an Amazon package, a box full of goodies, and the virus is the box full of goodies. That stuff that causes cancer is all the stuff that's inside the box. What we're doing is emptying the box and showing you the box. The body attacks the box, but there's nothing in sight. So it's impossible for the vaccine to give you cancer. It's safe and it's effective. See, and you have all of these, you know, anti-vaxxing uh, efforts out there, which it, I personally don't agree with that. I mean, it's it's everyone's choice, but um, I think uh, vaccines have made the world a much better and safer place and more healthy place. And, and I, I think it's important to get these things. So what are the guidelines for receiving vaccination? So you mentioned as early as age nine. I would say as early as age nine, children less than 15 years of age need two doses. Children older than 15 need three doses. And boy, boys and girls both should be receiving the vaccine. Okay. And, and at any age, you said you had yours at age in your 40s. 42, 43. I was 43 when I got it before it was approved for that age group. I paid for it out of pocket ah. because I understood the safety of the vaccine. But now it's approved and uh, people can go ahead and get it. And I want to remind everybody this is a cancer preventing vaccine. If we talked about this 20 years ago, people would be lining up to get a vaccine against cancer. Okay. 45 years old is... When we do the HPV vaccine. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. So, Hope, uh, what is the Masonic Cancer Alliance doing to prevent HPV-related cancers? So, we're doing several activities. Um, One is really around educating the providers. Primary care doctors often do not deal with cancer. They deal with people for screening or keeping them healthy from heart disease. And so, we've really spent time in the area of cancer saying, hey, we don't want your kids or your patients to become our patients. And so we spent time really really discussing the HPV vaccine and the importance of HPV-associated cancers. We are also really helping with um, the research. And so right now, Angela Myers, Dr. Myers at Children's Mercy, is studying how to best educate providers so that they can make it easy to provide the vaccine to the kids and adults that they serve. One of the problems we see with pediatricians, unfortunately, is they're very good about vaccinations of diseases they've seen, like influenza, like, you know, diseases they see day-to-day rotavirus. Unfortunately, pediatricians don't get to see these cancers. And so we're noticing that pediatricians are not that great at recommending that vaccine. 
Oh boy, yeah, and that, that—that's uh, so. So, thank you for the for that educational uh, push. It's all about educating uh, and then delivering a, what could be a life saving vaccine. If you have more questions about this important subject, uh, the uh, Masonic Cancer Alliance. Let me just provide that inf- uh, that uh, phone number for you: eight seven seven two five three four four seven seven. Or you could also go online at Masonic cancer we're going to have more right after the break but first the senior care live question of the week who can get hpv related cancers a men b women c both or d none of the above the answer right after the break you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445 i'll be right back welcome back you're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super simple. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the big microphone right there on the homepage or the Listen Live button. Uh, Give it a few seconds to connect, and then you are in. It'll start streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have. It really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Who can get HPV-related cancers? A, men, B, women, C, both, or D, none of the above? And the answer is... See both. See both. Okay. And the reason is we actually thought HPV-associated cancers was really a female thing. We thought girls were the ones with abnormal pap smears would end up having cancer. And that's true. I mean, that is one of the HPV-associated cancers. But now men are actually more likely to have an HPV-associated cancer than women. And a lot of those are the head and neck cancers. And that, that's why it's so important to give the vaccine to boys as well as girls. Yeah. That's one of the common problems we see that parents believe boys don't need it. Boys absolutely need it. And we're seeing it at a younger and younger age. So men mm. that are in their 40s may have an HPV-associated cancer. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so in, I, I, I can clearly remember some of these commercials, and, and they will get your attention. Uh, Mom? Why didn't you get me the vaccine? I mean, you knew about this and this it's this young lady with cancer and this young man with cancer. And then they go all the way back to when they were a kid. Mom, really? And, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad we got our kids vaccinated for this stuff. So Absolutely. it's uh, it's scary. So hope. Why does Senior Care Live, uh, the audience for Senior Care Live, and that's largely seniors and, and their caregivers uh, need to know about HPV prevention and the use of that vaccine when. Uh, that vaccine is really uh, primarily intended for a younger uh, younger population. Yeah, my guess is that people in your audience know others who have an HPV associated cancer, or they may even have an HPV associated cancer themselves. And I think that they really care about the health of their children and the health of their grandchildren. And we really do listen to our parents. So 
we think that your audience has a real opportunity to really talk to their kids and their grandkids and encourage them to do something to keep from getting HPV-associated cancers. Absolutely. And in addition to the cancers, I'm pretty certain people that are out there listening may not accept that they know it. They've had an HPV-associated disease. Women might have had um, some sort of abnormality in the cervix. They had to have a procedure done that was not pleasant, was traumatic. They might have had to have premature birth due to it. So there's many other associated complications in addition to the devastating ones from cancer, which are preventable if you get the vaccine. Yeah, no doubt about it. So so parents and grandparents, take care of your children and your grandchildren. Education, education, education. Uh, Dr. Pahud, uh, can you share some of the work you've done around HPV prevention? Absolutely. One of the most important things I do, uh, which may say sim- might sound simple, but I think is important, is I go to places like today and talk about HPV as often as I'm asked. Um, I travel remotely. I've traveled as far as uh, Mexico to give HPV-related talks. I advise people on what to do regarding HPV, and I'm currently trying to collaborate also with Hope to do uh, intervention to increase HPV awareness in Kansas because Kansas, unfortunately, is one of the lower HPV-vaccinated states in the country. Really? Well, yes. I wonder why that is. That's, hmm. Education? Information? Both. Yep, both. All of the above. <laughs> and I think it's challenging when a lot of the rural physicians are family medicine, and so they are treating people from birth to death. And so they have a lot that they have to remember. And so what, if we can do things to help both the physician as well as the patients know about this important vaccine, then that's part of the work. Missouri is also very low in their vaccination rate. Well, then I'm excited to get this information out, even knowing that. Part of the problem, I think, also is, and I may be wrong here, I don't have any data to support this, but... We live close to the Bible Belt, and some people, unfortunately, will not immunize their children because they will tell me, well, my daughter's not having sex yet. And my answer is, yay, perfect time to give that vaccine to your child. Absolutely, yeah. You do not want to wait until your child is thinking about sex to get the vaccine. You want to do it way before that. And if they're already active, uh, they may already have it. They They, might have already already contacted it. it. I would still say go ahead and give it to them. Yeah. But you might already be too late. So I that's why I recommend nine years of age, because if they have their ponytails and they come in with a stuffed animal, that's the perfect time to do it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's like the flu shot. You get the flu shot before flu season begins. OK, that's a great analogy. No doubt about that. So what are some reliable resources for finding out more information about HPV as well as HPV prevention and vaccination? So I'm going to plug ImmunizeKansasCoalition.org. It's a local organization that's doing great work with Kansas um, data. The CDC.gov and Cancer.gov are my three of my favorite sources. Okay. Okay. Uh, What was the first one? Immunize Kansas? ImmunizeKansasCoalition.org. Org. Okay. All right. That is that is excellent. That's that's just really good information. The other two websites as well. Uh, so, in addition to the vaccine, are there any tests to screen for HPV related cancers? And, and it sounds like if you have HPV, this could pop up. It's not just you will have this type of cancer. It sounds like there are multiple cancers that could come about because of HPV. So HPV can cause abnormalities in your cervical area. And so you can have an abnormal pap smear, but it's not cancer yet. And we detect that through pap smears. Right. The bad news is, and the reason why men are getting more cancer now than women is, we have pap smears where we can detect cervical cancer. There is no equivalent for a pap smear in your throat. 
in mm. your mouth for the oropharyngeal cancers. So you can't detect it ahead of time. Oh, but and no just, blood test or anything? No. And oh, just man. finding the virus doesn't mean you have it because I already told you most people are exposed. Carry it, yeah. So I don't want you to panic if you go and somebody tells you you have HPV in you. It doesn't mean you will have cancer, but having HPV is a requirement for you to develop the cancer. So we only have about a minute left as we approach the end of today's segment. Are there any final takeaways either of you would like to share about HPV and the work being done around the HPV prevention? So for me, it's HPV vaccine is cancer prevention. And so talk to your family to help them prevent HPV-associated cancers. Get the vaccine. For me, the most important thing is get it as early as possible. Do not think that this is a sexually transmitted disease problem. This is a cancer prevention problem. You want to give it to your children, not to your adolescents, as early as possible. And this just this just came to me. Can a mother who has HPV giving childbirth, is that passed along to the children while you're developing the, the child? In Absolutely. In a woman who has HPV in her cervical tract can pass it on to her baby. And there's horrible diseases associated with HPV in the laryngeal, in the respiratory tract, basically, that's very hard to control. Oh, boy. All right. So now I'm just scared to death. So, <laughs> so all right. So can you be tested for HPV? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, can can anyone go to their doctor in their next, next checkup and say, hey, I, I, I want to be checked for that? Women can go get checked for cervical cancer. And, and that is and a test it. you can do. But men cannot. OK. Women uh, can get the HPV test during the vaginal exam. Okay, and guys, we're out of luck. So, <laughs> so, all right, all right. So, reach out to Dr. Barbara Pahood and uh, Hope Crable with the Masonic Cancer Alliance, 877-253-4477, online Masonic, MasonicCancerAlliance.org. And Hope and Dr. Pahood, thanks for, uh, so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll have more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with someone else, or maybe you just want to go back and listen again, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the Podcast tab, and there you will find all of the previously aired episodes, including this one that's usually uploaded uh, usually by Monday, maybe Tuesday. Uh, gives a couple of days to get that up uh, on, on the uh, on the website, and then you can hear that yeah, again. You just click the play button, give it a few seconds to connect, and it'll stream to your electronic device. Lots and lots of people listen to the podcast. So another uh, uh, special thanks uh, for our guest today, Dr. Barbara Pahood. Uh, wow, what a ball of fire and energy. Uh, and I don't know if you caught that through the radio, but uh, this uh, – <laughs> 
she uh, she has a just an off the charts energy level and a passion about this important subject, the HPV virus. And then Hope Crable, she does some amazing, amazing work through the Masonic Cancer Alliance. And um, don't I know, and I'm not going to get into all the political uh, and all the super uh, heated uh, feelings and rhetoric about you know. No, don't immunize and anti-vax and all this kind of stuff. Look, this one doesn't have any harmful side effects. It has been proven to be wildly effective. Why wouldn't you do it? And, and, and our audience is an older audience. So be sure to share this information with your children, with your grandchildren and, uh, and, and do like, you know, my wife and I did, uh, you know, our kids were immunized very, very early and we know for sure that uh, that uh, you know this was you know pre-activity for our kids and uh, and they are going to be very very effectively uh, vaccinated and I I don't think that's something that we will ever have to worry about for our kids and like Dr. Pahud said you know a, a lot of people have it and never have any issues and your body deals with it uh, but sometimes it does uh, you know rear its uh, its ugly head and 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 in forms of various types of cancer and that sort of thing uh, but you know, a good friend of mine uh, was suddenly just ill and they couldn't figure it out it took him a long time to figure out that he was suffering from the West Nile virus most people just have a little flu symptom and it kind of goes away uh, his his uh, body his immune system did not deal with it well and he ultimately died from a mosquito bite in Kansas so it just everyone deals with all of these viruses differently. I just don't know why you wouldn't do that, but it wouldn't go out and get this HPV virus or vaccination. So, uh, so again, if you have questions, just refer to the MasonicCancerAlliance.org or give them a call. Reach out 877-253-4477. All right. And then there's this. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. Oh, boy. I was just reading a uh, a, a really uh, a, a disturbing report. It was online. Every time I read something like this, I, man, my, my blood just boils. It absolutely boils. Uh, warning, uh, it, you know, there are scams targeting grandparents and seniors, and these scams are getting more, unfortunately, are getting more and more sophisticated. I don't know what in the heck is wrong with somebody who would call a a vulnerable and loving and trusting grandparent or elderly person and pull this nonsense on them, but they're, I mean, they're scamming people out of millions and millions of dollars 3000 5000 1000 10000 at a time so some scams targeting grandparents and seniors are getting more sophisticated uh by according to this particular report and uh you've got grandparent scams uh targeting people right now and uh, the senior citizen and I, if you haven't heard of this this is actually pretty common they're just getting better at it Okay, they're targeting grandparents and they're saying that their grandchild is in trouble and their grandchild needs money. And so you would say, oh, well, I would know that that's, you know, that's not my granddaughter or my my grandson, but they're getting more sophisticated. So there's one gentleman 
and uh, he he said, "Hey, hey, I was I was convinced there was no reason to doubt uh, there was someone on the other line, and the caller, you know, portrayed himself as his grandson and used his nickname that only his grandparents called him, Little Andy." He said, hey, there's no reason to doubt. I was convinced we're the only ones who call him Little Andy. And supposedly, uh, Little Andy uh, totaled his Dodge, uh, his Dodge truck, and, and he needed some money to, uh, you know, for the, for the crash and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and, and send your $3,000 FedEx to here, uh, and, and that'll help me out. And then I can, uh, I can get home right after that and, and blah, blah, blah. So, so anyway, this man jumped. Uh, he he didn't walk and run. He sprinted down to down to the FedEx drop and dropped a check for three thousand uh, dollars, and uh, and FedExed it. And then when he got home, he's like, "Wait a minute! There's just something that's not quite right about that." He just you know that that intuition, that gut feeling. He just he just something something just uh, I I don't know. He, he he says it just. Uh, how do I know that was Andy? And so uh, he called Andy. Andy said, I didn't call you, and uh, I sold my truck two years ago. Uh, that was not me. So of co- fortunately, this gentleman called the police department. They contacted FedEx, and they stopped the package delivery just before, literally just before it was delivered. So uh, just just incredible. Uh, and, and then there was uh, a grandmother, age 82, and uh, her granddaughter called granddaughter. I put that in quotes. Uh, and 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 called him Papa. Or excuse me, I called her Jima, uh, uh, Jima, and, and that was kind of her nickname. And so so she, that gets your attention. All of a sudden, like oh my gosh, no one no one would know that you know my our nicknames for each other and that sort of thing. Nine thousand dollars for that one to get her out of jail. Right. So she ran, got the money. And, and, and again, they figured out it was a scam. Her granddaughter actually stopped by <laughs> and she's like, wait a minute. I, I thought you were in jail. Uh, no. What are you talking about? They figured it out. They stopped the check. They stopped the delivery. But the bottom line here is is just use use your common sense. These uh, these these crooks out there. Guess where they're getting all this information? It's available widely and to anyone on social media. If these these kids live on social media and many, many platforms of it for years, there are probably tens of thousands of their comments and conversations. And the bad guys go through all this information, combing through uh, you know, combing through, you know, little Andy and, and combing through Gma and, and combing through that. And then they're finding out who, who little Andy's grandpa is and, and who, who Gma is and putting it all together and then calling you up impersonation, uh, impersonating these, uh, uh, these, these grandkids and trying to get you uh, to write a check real fast and get you to make a snap emotional decision and bail your kids out in, in some form or fashion. Use your common sense. Contact the family member who supposedly called you, but you have their number on your phone or in your directory. You call them, reach out just to verify if that is true or not. And these scammers are good. They do their homework 
And there are just so many uh, seniors and, and people who would just believe it. And what we all would just jump. We would all take a bullet for our kids and our grandkids, right? We would do anything for them. And that's the trigger. So use your common sense. Step back. Don't be upset. Take a breath. Ninety nine and a half percent of the time, this is a scam. Okay. Now, once in a while, a grandchild, yep, they may need help. They may be in trouble. But usually the scam is becoming so common and they're getting so good at it. Just be careful. Call your family member to verify or call your kids uh, and, and to verify that their kids are in trouble or not or home or whatever. Just use some common sense. Don't take the bait. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert brought to you by Senior Care Live. All righty. Several months ago, I had the uh, Kansas uh, Attorney General in the studio talking about senior scams, uh, how to spot a senior scam and what to do about it. If you're caught up uh, uh, in that, some phone calls and or, excuse me, some phone numbers you can call, some websites to do your research. So uh, I'll probably have the Kansas Mater- uh, uh, Attorney General and the Missouri Attorney General uh, in studio one of these days, and we'll uh, we'll re- we'll we'll review all of that. But it's a uh, it, it's a huge huge problem, and it just breaks my heart when I find out that someone. Uh, has fallen victim to some of these uh, some of these crooks out there, uh, and boy, they're they're getting really good at this stuff. So we're coming up uh, on a on a break here from this segment. So I'll just let you know in the in the next segment. Uh, I received an email from a dedicated senior care live listener, and she asked just a really, really great question. She said, Steve, I always listen to you uh, as much as I can. Uh, and, and, you know, I talk about senior care consulting, my placement firm here on the program uh, frequently. She said, who are senior care consulting clients and and how have you helped them? Give me some examples uh, so so that I can hear, help uh, kind of share the word of, of senior care consulting and kind of uh, share your information with people who may need your services. So uh, after the break, I'm going to give you several examples of how my firm, Senior Care Consulting, has helped so many of our clients. I'll be back right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. All right, back to the really nice email from a dedicated Senior Care Live listener asking a great question. Who are senior care consulting clients and how have you helped them? And she wants to uh, just spread the word about senior care consulting and let people know about the services. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, so here just I just thought of you know several examples. I worked with a very nice lady recently. She lost her husband suddenly and unexpectedly, and she just doesn't want to live in the house anymore. She's very interested in moving to 
one of these continuing care retirement communities where she could just move into independent living apartment and then age in place and receive the care that she needs. And, you know, it, it's uh, that's a really complex one because, you know, rental own, at the independent living level, which is that entry level. That's where you start in a CCRC. You can have rental-only options. You have entrance fee options. It can get very complex, and I help them work through all of that. They're concerned about, you know, what if she outlives her assets? She's relatively young, uh, so we wanted to make sure that the long-term care section of that continuing care retirement community has that safety net for us just in case. It's Medicaid certified and that we can meet all of their requirements to move in. And we did, and it worked out just beautifully for her. Also worked with a very nice family over the holidays, and they were wanting senior care consulting to help them choose the right, uh, again, another continuing care retirement community, but then um, – Unexpectedly, these things happen all the time. Her husband had a fall and had some major fractures, and it just changed everything overnight with that one fall. So we shifted our focus to his care and found a great, great place to meet his uh, specific needs. And then she's going to stay in their home for a while until they see kind of how he's doing and getting along. And then we may adjust the plan to include her moving at some point uh, uh, down the road. So uh, so we had, uh, you know, we kind of had a surprise thrown in, right? Kind of in, in the middle of working together. And so you have to react and do the very best that you can. And that was unexpected. Uh, I worked with a really nice lady who listens to this program regularly. She's one of my favorite people ever. I absolutely love her. Uh, she needed uh, assisted living because she had home care coming into her home. And she said, uh, you know, I'm, it's getting a little bit too much for me to take care of my home. And, and I'm very interested in moving to assisted living. Uh, she said, but I don't want to move twice. Uh, is, would it be possible to help me find an assisted living uh, community that was also attached to long-term care. Now, she doesn't need independent living. She needs assisted living. Needs a little bit of help. And so uh, uh, we worked together. We vetted uh, assisted living connected to long-term care. She chose a great place, and she's doing really, really well there. She's just really thriving and doing well. Uh, another client I worked with a very nice lady. Uh, she was responsible for her elderly father and he had dementia, uh, has dementia, right? And because uh, he's still with us and uh, we needed a high level of memory care at that nursing home level. So he had some medical issues and some pretty significant, uh, you know, memory related issues. Uh, we needed a high level uh, where he could spend down his cash, right? So spend down his assets, eventually qualify for Medicaid. So uh, we found him a great uh, memory care community that was at that nursing home level, that long-term care level. He is doing well there and he can age in place even if he runs out of money, the place will then shift gears and build the Medicaid program for his care so they don't ever have to worry about moving him again. And there's tremendous peace of mind. It's working out great. He's getting great care at the place that the family chose. Okay, I'm also working with another really nice family, and they had Senior Care Consulting find a great assisted living for their mother. This has been uh, about two three years ago, been a while back. And they made the decision at that time, we're just going to take care of what we need right now. Memory, uh, excuse me, assisted living. We're going to take care of assisted living now. If 
we need a nursing home later on, we'll call you back and we'll just do another search and we'll, we're willing to move her one more time down the road if needed. Well, so, you know, now we need a nursing home and we're going to do another search to find the best fit at that next level of care. We have a lot of clients who engage senior care consulting two or three different times uh, along that care continuum and that care journey. So uh, we, we have uh, we have lots of clients living in assisted living, and then one of two things happen. Either they've outlived their assets, so we now need to move them to a nursing home uh, that is Medicaid certified so we can uh, take advantage of that Medicaid program, that safety net, paying for the care through the Medicaid program. That's exactly what it's designed for. Or if some of our clients are living in assisted living, and this is also really, really common, that their loved one has exceeded the capability of what the assisted living can offer. I mean, there are, there are some definite limits at assisted living, and now they need a higher level of care, and that assisted living is freestanding, and they don't offer the higher level of care. So now we have to engage senior care consulting and go through that search and selection process to help them find the right nursing home for their loved one. We've worked with lots of people over the years. Uh, the facility said that they could care for my dad, and he has dementia, but now they say they can no longer meet his needs. They say that he needs to move to memory care. So they told me, oh, yeah, we, we, we care for people you know, with the dementia and Alzheimer's all the time. Uh, so we trusted that. We moved in, and now I guess they can't. So there are limits. There are limits to each one of these places. That's why Senior Care Consulting uh, conducts a geriatric care assessment every time we sit down and work with a new client, so that we know exactly where we're at and what we're where we're headed and what we're going to need. Uh, I helped a, a gentleman living in Nebraska find assisted living here in the Johnson County area to be near his son. It worked out great. He's doing very well. And uh, the new uh, his new home, uh, that's an assisted living community, they're just taking great, great care of him. He called me up and thanked me. So this is a great move. Thank you so much for all of your help. We worked with a very nice lady uh, working more than a full-time job, and she can no longer leave her husband at home. He has Alzheimer's. She wanted to be proactive and identify a care facility for him and then move when she was ready to move him. And now she's ready to move. So so uh, she was able to move on her own timetable. We got out ahead of the need. We were proactive. This particular place is a fantastic place, but they had a wait list. And it was it was a few months. And so she was so happy that the timing worked out perfect. Uh, and, and she's extremely happy. Uh, we worked with uh, a family that needed to move their mother and their aunt together at the same time, but in two separate apartments at that assisted living level. And they loved two of the three places that we vetted, uh, and they were able to move them on their own timeline. It worked out perfect. I could go on and on and on and on with all of these different success stories. I think you get the idea. <laughs> if you're considering moving from home to a senior care community, this is where we can help. We have a niche service. We call it our full service placement program where we can help guide you by determining exactly what you need 
We research the entire marketplace and identify our top options. And then we accompany you on a tour. We go out and check out all of these places. That's where we conduct a performance audit. We ask questions that most people would never know to ask. And then we put all that together in a report to help you blend that subjective gut reaction. you got to pay attention to that with a wealth of objective, data-driven, verified uh, information in that report all in an effort to make the best decision you can make. If that is resonating with you, if you need help in that search and selection process, give us a call at Senior Care Consulting, 913-945-2800, or you can visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.